Hey everybody, welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. Uh, I'm your dungeon master, Jameson Oxford. I just wanted to check in with everybody and say hey. We got a bunch of new listeners and I wanted to say thank you for joining us last month for our special Halloween Monster of the Week episodes. Uh, we're about to get back to the main storyline. If you are new to the podcast, I do recommend you go a little ways back. If you don't want to start at the beginning, episode 50 has a great synopsis that'll bring you up to speed. If not, this episode is probably not the best to start on. I do recommend going back at least a few so that you have some frame of reference. Uh, Once again, we're back to our main show, and I hope everyone is as excited as I am to come back to it. We're going to do a couple episodes of the main show, and then we're going to have our Thanksgiving episode, and then we have some Christmas episodes once again plotted for most of December, if not all of it. Uh, So if you are a big fan of the main show, I do apologize, because we may be taking another break from it. Anyway, bear with us. We'll always get back to the main campaign. Thanks again for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. My name is Jameson Oxford, and I'm your master of intrigue today. We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons real play podcast, and we're on our 70-something episode. To my left. Hey gang, it's Ryan. I play Roy. Rogue Warlock. And, uh... Getting ready to go to war soon. It's very intriguing, isn't it? Yeah, R- roping in the rogue just a little bit. Are you a rogue warlock or a rouge warlock? Gross. To my left <laughs> is me. Yes. Yeah. There's no one else. So it's a very it small you. group today. Sadly, uh, Randall and Strata couldn't join us today. I'm always last, so it's definitely you. Yeah, that's that's where I was. That's where I was at. Felt weird, right? Yeah, I'm accustomed to uh, being the guy who's late to the party, but it, wow, that was quick. Hey guys, it's me, Mitch. I play our lovable, questionably lovable, potentially lovable Goliath Fighter Bruce, the daddy of the group and the dad in the group. And to my left is, and to his one of the only people around is Jeff, who is, of course, again, the gentleman, the skeleton, Mr. Grimm. I'm your skeleton friend who's uh, a sorcerer, and today we're going to, uh, we're going to really figure some shit out, you know what I'm saying? But before we do that, let's get into everyone's favorite time of day. Let's do a little tavern keeping. That's right. So... I have pulled out the duster, and I've started on the dishes, and I'm really confused about how to clean things. 
So here we go. This has become more and more apparent. (laughs) (laughs) We are, of course, all over the internet. All the fuck over it. Like, you just can't... If you look, you'll just stumble right over us, even if you're not looking. I hope they'll stumble across us, because that's, like, great. If you put in the word tavern, you have, like, a one sixty-eight thousandth chance of catching us. You're, like, halfway there. You're halfway there if you put in the word tavern. So let me tell you how to get all the way there. If you're looking for us, you put us into the Google. And what is our name to put into the Google? Tell them what the name is. Torchlit Tavern. If you Google us, you put in those words. We will come up with a Facebook. We'll come up with a website. We'll come up with a Twitter. We're probably going to come up with a, a Patreon. And in case you didn't know, all of those things are just our name. What's the name? Torchlit Tavern. It's so easy. At those things. It's so easy. So please go to one of those things. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. Give us a rate. Give us a review. We're on the Stitcher. We're on the gosh darn Google. We're on damn Apples. We're on all the damn shit. And like, you know, show us some love. And even more than that, you can share us with with the hashtag. Tell them what the hashtag is. Hashtag Torchlit Tavern. And we would love you for it. You know, we'll love you. We'll praise you. As long as you love, praise, follow, and sacrifice a goat to us. That's all we need. Or a goose. Ooh, a goose even. And, and if you don't feel like sacrificing goat, if you want to cook it, I highly advise the dish maklube. It's very good for goat. Okay. That's some good advice. All right. Hold on, I gotta sacrifice the goose. Uh. <laughs> Shut up! Let its power flow through us. Our boy Ryan is addicted to Goose Game. Or what's it called? Untitled Goose Game, friends. Get it on the Switch. It's very, very good. Shout out to House House. House House, sponsor us. Untitled Goose Game, go get it. The question (laughs) is, is it better than Goat Simulator? Yes, because it is that plus fucking Metal Gear Solid. Wow. Shit damn. Better than Goat Simulator? Gotta try it. Metal Goose Solid, got it. Yes. Alright, let's get into this damn game. Nah, I'm not feeling it. I, I can't even... Oh my god, okay. Get, um, get into the we game? We are the 5th edition real play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, as I said. Uh, we last left off trying to fill in the gaps in a lot of characters' knowledge and just sort of wrap up everybody's city business before we go into the next bit, because we're going to leave the city soon. Hey now, be fair. It's just Bruce that has no idea what the fuck is going on. My beautiful Dungeons & Dragons experiment where the party never leaves a city locale, which has created so many problems and been very interesting at the same time. But I'm going to finally branch out and leave the city soon if the players will just just go with it. Just please, please go with it. They love the city. They don't want to leave. Um, Will there be trees? Yes. No. Grimson. Nope. I'm out. I'm out. No trees. There will be so many things. There could be anything I want. So just, like, make a request. I'm a little scared because the secret is is that there was nothing outside the city because I create it, right? There's nothing out there. There's nothing. Like, it's just, basically, if it was a video game, it's non-rendered. It's just nothing. You just look like you fall off the map. You should definitely go the uh, Silent Hill route and just make a bunch of fog. And it's all just rendering behind the fog. Yeah, it's just fog. Just fog forever. So we pick up with Grimm wandering the streets of Griffinport, trying to figure out where Jack came from. 
or how Jack came from is probably the better question. Yes. I'm wearing my flesh mask, so I'm slightly less... Yeah, not bad. Like, obvious. <laughs> He's more noticeable, but less problematic. <laughs> yes. Perfect description. So there's a meth addict in nice clothes walking the streets of Griffinport. Uh, <laughs> people you are looking at you that. nervously, but nobody's calling mm-hmm. the cops. And that's good. What are you doing? Yes. Can his flesh mask look like Mr. Popo? God, no. <clears throat> I said less fucking problematic. <laughs> ah. Mr. Popo is incredibly problematic. He said meth heads, and everyone knows that meth heads are white. Yeah, if I look like a meth head, I'm clearly white. Mr. Popo's not that, so. Mr. Popo is Vanta Black. That's racist. Anybody can be a meth addict if they grow up <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's be honest. Anyways. I'm just kidding. Uh, we love our meth listeners. <laughs> do, do, do we? Nah. <laughs> nah, quit meth, please. For your own good. Yeah, just send that meth money to the Patreon instead. Yeah, get a new addiction. I don't necessarily hate you, but I feel like you could do yourself better and live a better lifestyle. Like yes, Grim. Live better. Just wandering the city streets looking for a dead man. Yes. Looking for the traces of a dead man. Looking for the tracks of a dead guy. <laughs> better than that. Hey, if you're not looking for the tracks of a dead man, like, what up for? You know what I'm saying? How are you doing that? You want to roll me some checks? You want to tell me what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me pull out, let me pull out my stats and roll some checks. So, I'm going to roll some survival, which is useful for tracking. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hopefully have asked some questions, maybe from the guys from the moors, about where the the ship came in. Because I want to start there. You, you know uh, from previous conversations, and, and if you talk to moors, you can get the rest of the picture if you didn't have it. But the ship crash landed a few miles outside of the city in a sparsely wooded area, and it was quickly gathered together by the Mages College and the King and brought to the Mages College for study. If you started where it crashed, then you found like just a shredded part of the woods where something large crash landed, ripped the trees. Things are starting to grow back. It's been a month or so. Okay, so let's roll me some 21 to track. For survival? Yeah, for survival to see if I can find, like, starting there and moving kind of into the city from there. See where I can find the first traces of Jack. There's no evidence of Jack uh, until you get to the city. Like, you follow the trail of the ship, which takes you to the Mages College. And right. it's outside the Mages College that you start to see evidence of someone. So you're starting from the beginning and going forward. Yes. Which is harder because that means the tracks are older. Right. With a 21, I'm trying to think of what kind of clue you would find that far back in a city environment. Right. I mean... I don't know, maybe we give off some sort of ambient energy. Like, I feel like he's an expert hunter, and we've discussed how he doesn't have a sense of smell, but I but I also feel like he's kind of very animalistic in the way he does things, so maybe there's just something he senses. Yeah, I think you find the first murder. Like, the first sign of Jack was the first time he lost control and attacked somebody. You find the, the smell of the blood in an alley, 
and you just know that this is a place where someone was killed. It's sort of the first crime scene. Uh, if you were to talk to Dylan, he'd confirm it. But okay. you know. With your 21, you know. Okay. You know, and it is not far from the Mage's College. Okay. Then, yeah, I'm going to keep, to use a turn of phrase, sniffing around the Mage's College to see if I can find any other trail of his there. Okay. Give me another check of some kind. You can do insight this time. You can do survival. But that's all I'm going to give you for the 21, because you went way so far back. You started from the other end, which is fine, but... Okay, so I'll go with insight, because it's the same as my survival right now. There you uh, go. 19, though. All right, so after you figure that out, you know Jack is... He's been Fey for a long time, but he was human first. And he's always loved cities. And you know that he is a fan of places of ill repute. And you find yourself heading to a sleazy tavern. And when you get there, you end up at the front desk where this gruff woman is asking if she can I help you? Uh, yes. Would you have happened to see a interesting looking gentleman in clothes not far different than mine anywhere from two to three weeks ago in this establishment? Uh... Maybe. What's it to you? Uh, just trying to trace a friend. Everybody needs a friend, sweetie. Uh-huh. Not that kind of friend. She gives you, like, a glare. <laughs> he owes me money. Ah. Well. Maybe... If you owed me a little money, I could help you. I'll pull from my pocket a, a shiny piece of gold. Okay. She says, well, I think you have no problem making friends, dear. There was a man who looked much like you. He stayed a few nights here. Starting when? Um, two weeks ago. Perfect. I gave him a room that I've had trouble selling lately. People have been complaining about the smell. Uh, may I go look at this room? Sure. Uh, she says, follow me. And she leads you upstairs to this flea-ridden bedroom. And the moment she opens the door, can you smell? Like, I, I argued, like, that you don't have scent, like the ability, but can Grimm smell? Uh, I would argue that he could. Uh-huh. Uh, since he can see. Yeah, it smells like something is rotting in there. Your description of the tinderbox has just gotten real rough. I mean, <laughs> I feel like Kendra's not good at cleaning, but man, you just... She opens the door. You're just tearing she, her a new you one. You see, like, that she is surprised by the smell. It's like, oh, dear. Oh, now I get why people don't want to stay here. Oh. I'm pretty unfazed by the smell of death. Uh, walk in and investigate some more. Do you want me to roll again? Yeah, go ahead. No. Uh, can I use survival or insight? Because my investigation's kind of garbage. Yeah. Sick. Well, that was a garbage roll, so <laughs> nine. It's not going to take much. The smell is so bad. The roll is just for funsies to see if you don't roll a one. Okay. The whole room is 
trashed. And it looks like somebody did stay here. But it doesn't take you long before you find the source of the smell. Roy, do you remember that guy you killed? Which one? The first one. I mean, he came at me first. Yeah. I mean, he had death saves. So, like, underneath the mattress, you find the stuffed body of this this dead thief. And uh, you, with your earlier role and your ability to detect magic, you also sense that while that Jack was here and long before him, you sense that Aveal was here as well. Ah. Uh. Long before him, faded yes. away. Yeah. Your insight check that you did earlier leads you to believe that Jack may have been following Aveal. Okay. Does that give me any fresh clues as to where he may have started off? No. At this point, the only thing that you can guess is that he popped in somewhere in the city, similarly to you. Okay. And really, that's all you're going to get. Yeah. Obviously, I uncover this body and I go, This would be a problem, madam. Oh, God. If you would like... For a fee, I could dispose of it for you. What kind of fee? I'll just take my gold back. She looks at the body, looks at the gold piece, and says, I'll take care of it myself. Puts the gold piece in her pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly. I casually stroll out. (laughs) You leave, you see her just putting the bed back over the body. I make a note to inform the the Moors. Okay. And outside, Evan has followed you. And he says, uh, Lord. Yes. We have a strange request from the... The holy people of the city. The ones we're staying with? Um, not just them. More than them. Yes. It seems to be all of them. All of the holy people. Yeah. They told me to tell you that Roy and Bruce will be meeting at the Church of Vesper shortly, and I came to get you. Hmm. Strange indeed. Well, if they are all summoning us, then let us be on our way. In a room... In the basement of the Church of Vespera is gathered. Hold your fucking horses. What's up? Roy, my boy. It's time. Roll 2d10. What? 2d10? Roll 2d10. Yeah. What? Two nines, bud. What's a marrow, Jay? Oh, you fished. Ah. Uh-huh. But it's a it's something that I can't deal with with you guys right now. <laughs> marrow fish? No, a marrow is a fucking sea troll. <laughs> oh fuck! I caught it, but it was dead. How do you catch the most inconvenient things? <laughs> I didn't. It was Roy dead did. because the water was frozen. Roy did. Yeah, a marrow is a sea troll. <laughs> 
You know what I caught, Jay? What? A fucking perch. <laughs> you know why. <laughs> Beneath the church of Vespera. A sea troll. A sea troll. <laughs> and a perch. Bruce and Roy show up to the Church of Vesper with a frozen sea troll. <laughs> they hand it off to uh, Mary and they say, can you deal with this? Bruce is convinced <laughs> he can cook it need it. We should have just taken it to Kendra. I arrive at the same time they do, oh roughly, God. and go, you can't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I should still like to try. I quit. All right. And you guys find at the Church of Vespera, Granlin, Sandra, Roy, Bruce, Grimm, Daedalus, Horning, Bill Oak, and Aramindor, along with Evan, and Mullion, and Darius. Mullion, a pleasure as always. Oh, hey, Skeleton, how you doing? And they are all sitting around as you guys show up. Grenlis says, oh good, everyone's here. As I walk in, I take a short bow and doff my hat. I was summoned. Yes. You see, you guys do not confide in many people, but you do confide in the people here. And, uh, Mullion and Darius nod at Roy. Evan kind of looks at Grimm kind of guiltily, and Granlin says, I brought you here because it is time for us to decide what we are going to do next. Me and the church heads, and she nods at, at Hornig and Daedalus. It is notable that Daedalus is the only one from the Church of Newman here. Ooh, ooh, question, question. Do I know that Daedalus was kind of excommunicated? Uh, you wouldn't. Okay. We'll talk about it here. Me, Hornig, and Daedalus have been sharing notes. And while Daedalus is no longer a member of the Church of Newman, he still, Gasp. in my mind, Wait, represents them. Daedalus says, yeah, it's a long story. No, 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 it's not. I was fired. Why? I feel you so... Guys. Yes, I was going to say it's probably partially our fault. And for that, I apologize. But your church is stupid. Nah, wasn't me. I knew nothing. So Granlin says, Anyway, we've been sharing notes, and you guys know that we're on the verge of potential, let's say, stormy seas. To say the least. And I know you're at the heart of it. Not willingly. Hornig has informed me of what's going on with you, Grim. And Sandra has recently brought to light as much as she knows with what Dylan is doing. And I don't know if he knows what he's doing or not, but I do know that he is leading us into war. It would appear as much. Yeah, he's very adamant about it. What are we going to do about it? Frankly, Grenon, uh, pardon my forwardness but it seems there is little for us to do your government is rather set on the idea 
War is coming to Grivenport, or leaving from it, as it appears to me. Yeah, it seems to be more a matter of, at this point, not what to do about it, but how to handle it. Perhaps. Do you know what Dylan's plan is? I'm surprised anyone knows what that boy's plan is. I tried to ask him. He, uh... Well, he's Dylan. Sandra says, we tried to talk to him. Um, he upset Julie quite a bit. Julie, um, we had to lock her in her room. And Daedalus has agreed that Akara needs to be stored somewhere else. I didn't know she was still here. Yeah, it was... Well, at first it was our idea, but we decided that it was best if Dylan didn't know where she went and that Julie not be near her. Anyway, it's, it's none of your concern, but... Agreed. Right. Through that information, Dylan seems to think that he is doing this for everyone's benefit. How he thinks starting a war is going to help anyone is beyond me. But everything that boy thinks is beyond me. Yes, I'm glad I'm not the only person here who is confused by his choices. I have tried more than a few methods. Uh, I can't say what he's doing, but maybe uh, maybe getting in the fight isn't on the table. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just how and when. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I'd rather throw the first punch than get sucker punched. Granlin says, on that we agree, Bruce, which is why we're going to uh, to have a talk about what our options are. Bruce, I've, I have run my analysis on whatever magic that you brought to me from the King's Dinner. And it's, it's along the lines of what I told you before. It's not, it wasn't a poison that you had taken, Bruce. It was a magical agent that boosts magical agents or... More specifically, from what I'm gathering, it's it it. If the king was poisoned or cursed, it would have aggravated it. It seems to me, beyond any doubt, that the king has truly been put into a coma on purpose. I mean, I've been saying that all along. I mean, right, Roy? Like I've been saying that the whole time. Everything I've been saying. Was that not common knowledge? I knew it. I'm relatively new to this, but it's the logical progression. Okay. I knew it. I would have done it in a grab for power. But who? Who stands to gain the most? The deuce. Simple mystery, simple solution. Yes. While I agree with you, Bruce, that we probably cannot avoid a fight, I do have one last proposal. Or to be more accurate... Darius has a proposal. What you got, boss? You have the floor. Darius says, For those of you who don't understand how our political system works, King Roland is king because he was elected as king. There is a pool of noblemen who are brought together, and the other nobles and merchants and highfalutin people all cast a vote, and we elect a king and that king is king until he dies. His power will not be passed on to heirs. Once he dies, we will start a new election process. 
which is obviously why the Deuce doesn't want him dead. As long as the king is alive, he's in power. So my proposal is that we kill King Roland. Easily done. It's not hard to kill a comatose man. It is when he is surrounded by palace guard. It's hard to kill a comatose man in a castle. Exactly. However, we do have one person here. You want to kill the guy we like? I mean, I have never made it unclear that I don't particularly hold any love for King Roland. I wouldn't say that I like him, but he's better. Okay. I care not. Well, he's not the deuce. That's what's important. But, so say we go and off this guy. Who's likely to be next? Important question. As long as it's clear that he's dead, it doesn't matter. It would halt all other actions until we figured it out. Who holds favor after Roland? That is the question. We wanted to try to get this People's Noble Initiative pushed forward so that we could put somebody that we, well, honestly, had a little more control over. But the lack of support and the swiftness of action that Deuce and his his people have uh, done have pretty much killed that plan. Right now, the biggest worry is that someone like Dylan's father would be elected. People aren't hard to sway. Do people like Dylan's father? They like him better than the Deuce. And it's not the people. It's the nobles. With that being said, even nobles aren't hard to sway if you know what buttons to push. Or how many coins to drop. But one noble in the people's noble wouldn't do it. If you wished to control the movement of this supposed election, you would need far more than just getting a people's noble. We know this. But we have to do something now, because if we go into a full war, there won't be any stopping it. There won't be time to elect a new king, and the people in charge will stay in charge. We need to act now or never. It'll be too late. So you're saying, before the war, not only do we need to kill the actual king, this Roland, but it needs to be known that he's killed, that he's dead, which in and of itself is its own series of difficulties, because information is far easier to control than one imagines. And we have to get the ball rolling on electing a new king even though we know full well that Krieg and his paladins have already marched out. This is something that is already going. We, we actually don't. It's in our best interest, if we want to avoid this conflict, to delay the election. Because if there is no standing king, the decision of war can't be made. And if you get someone like Dylan's dad in there, he's going to take us to war just as quick as the deuce is. That man's, uh, his history and his pedigree grows on uh, military history. So we kill him too. Well, if we're going on a spree, why not kill all the nobles? I don't think we have time. You can't just, because Ed. we need controlled chaos, Grim. Mm. And this is a gamble. I, Darius and Granlin both kind of look at each other like they've been having this argument for a long time. And they say, the 
problems that you have voiced we have thought of. If we kill the king, there's no saying that anything will change. The ball is already rolling toward war, and the people in charge of the army will control everything. I was hoping that we could maybe talk to Dylan a little bit more, because technically, Dylan is our best bet. But I do not know where he stands anymore. I wouldn't trust that boy. I've tried everything. Nice, mean business. He doesn't listen. Have you tried being alive? <laughs> I am alive, Bruce. I'm, I'm just saying, you all dead things. You're, uh, you're weird. You guys are getting ahead of us. Bruce, we've tried and we're both alive. Fair. Darius looks to Roy. He's like, Roy, do you think you could do it? Kill the king? Yes. You're gonna put that on him? Who else would I put it on? Bruce, at this point, has stood up and has moved to uh, to confront Darius. Darius is in a chair. You're gonna you're gonna just throw that on this boy. He's not a boy. If it's that big of a deal, I'll kill the bloody king. You're a bit conspicuous. I'm pretty accustomed to having to do things that I really don't want to do. This is just another thing at this point. You ain't gotta do nothing you don't want to do, Roy. It's, uh, it's more than that. We are talking about treason, Daedalus says. Do you understand? How accessible is the king? Not very. Are there windows to his room? No. He's in a windowless room at the top of the bottom of a tower. We're not sure. Probably center of the castle. Center of the castle? How much of the castle needs to be standing after I'm done with it? Dayla speaks up. I don't think that you're nearly as capable as you claim to be. I've watched you fight. You're talking about going against the entire palace guard. I may not be as capable as I once was, but think not that I am incapable of precision and If you go in loud and aggressive, everyone will know the king is dead, but everyone will also know that it was a terrorist attack, just as the deuce has been spouting. The people themselves will cry out because the people love Roland. And you know what they'll say? They'll say, let's go to war. The question becomes, if you kill him quietly, as if he were to pass in his sleep, what ensures that anyone will know? If he dies in a windowless room, with no one but the people who were intending him to stay in that room, watching him, what keeps that knowledge from being locked away in that room with him. If that's the way we go, I'll do it. I, uh, I will accept my nomination as People's Noble, and that will, uh, that will require a convention, and, uh, all of the decision heads and nobles, leading bodies that have to be there, and that should include Roland. He's in a coma. The deuce is taking on all of his actions, and no one's holding counsel anymore. If I may interject. You continue to do so. I see your necessity 
for changing the leadership. I also see that what you plan on doing is, at best, faulty. I will tell you, as Evan can attest, and as Hornig himself can probably attest, that your city's squabbles mean very little to me, and even your war means very little to me. But, with that being said, this is the hunting party that I can trust, and I have something I need to hunt. So in whatever way it is possible that we may move on to matters that are greater than this city and than this land, I will offer whatever wisdom and capabilities I have. Hornig speaks up. Mr. Grimm. Yes. I appreciate that you are being forthcoming. I have told as much as I know to you to Granlin. Mother Granlin is a trusted confidant of mine for many years. But you do not understand that while we will support you in this quest, because we understand that your goals are greater, we still care where the dominoes fall after your mission is accomplished. Fair. There is no doubt that you must succeed in what you need to do. But if we don't guard ourselves, we will perish in the end. I agree. But I must implore that you listen to this. Everything is on a timeline. So you propose that we just leave the army? Leave it going where it's going? I propose that if you do not have a solid plan that cannot be handled within a week's time or less, that we are running out of time. Have you been outside? Have you seen your ocean frozen? Oh, yes. That's why we're having this meeting. Daedalus uh, speaks up. That's why we have plan B. Go on. And he steps forward and he's like, we know the time is of the essence and I'm as aware of the situation as you are, Grim. And it is becoming more and more apparent that you guys are in too deep with too many plots. And I am proposing a second hunting party. And I already have a few volunteers. And he says, there's going to be four of us who will try to catch up with Krieg. Go on. I will lead this group. And I also have got Mullion. Mullion goes, hell yeah. And Sandra steps up. And she's like, I want to help fix whatever Dylan is messing up around here. I do believe he thinks he's doing the right thing, but I think he needs help. And finally, Daedalus turns to Evan, and he's like, and I was hoping to steal your man. For the sake of our overall task, anything that is required, I'm certain Evan will gladly furnish. My lord, I have much of the lore and knowledge of fairy to help them in their quest of the mantle. And I can definitely make sure they are aware of all the dangers and necessities of this quest. I'm sure you can. 
I am the logical choice. Absolutely. I don't disagree with this. If I've come to trust Evan over the years, and over the weeks, I've come to respect you, Daedalus. If you will spearhead this part of our quest, then I will stay here to help resolve this for a little longer. This is a fair trade. My friend Sabobos has agreed to help you guys, uh, but I'm not welcome. People know my face, so I figured, yeah, this is the best use of me. And uh, it frees you guys up to do what you need to do, uh, despite the fact that I don't agree with the plan. Darius speaks up again. Yeah, are we killing the king or not? If you need us to kill the king, we can kill the king. The issue is what happens next. This is the point I've been making. What happens next, it goes against the plans of the people in charge right now. And that's all that matters at the moment, because it's literally our only option that I can find. You gotta rattle their cage. They've gotta squeeze on everything. Who do we not want in power? Why not kill the deuce himself? Because if the deuce dies, then he's replaced by Dylan's father, who is far worse. Then we kill all three of them. The king, the deuce, and his father. Or, what if we make it look like one of them killed the king? Darius leans forward in his chair, and he looks Roy in the eyes like, Do you think you can do that, Roy? I think I can get in there and do it. I think perhaps we could make Grim look like one of them. And he can accompany me inside. (laughs) Easily accomplishable. Okay. As it is much harder for me to look like other people as I am short. I don't know what you're talking about. Troy was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) If we can get Grim in looking like either the deuce, more likely Dylan's father. And he smuggles me in with him. I can get the job done, and it'll look like our friend Dylan's father had something to do with it. At that stage, I could do it by myself. No, you can't. Why not? Because Roy knows the way in. Mm, Fair enough. Roy can get me in. We can get him killed. Easy. And I snap my fingers, and I look like Dylan's father. Or tap my cane. Did you have that spell? Yeah, I believe I have an illusion spell. Oh, yeah? I used it once already. I mean, he uses that skin mask all the time. I figured he could just use one that looks like fucking Dylan's father. Yeah, I have minor illusion. He can bring me in anamorphed up and fucking, I'll just fucking scurry in. They point out that this is the king you're talking about. There are court mages in palace guard. They will see through an illusion at the door. This is the king. Like, this, this is not just sneaking into... You're not just going to walk through the front door. That's fair, but I have to be seen entering. You have to be seen leaving. Fair enough. As I said, as long as Roy can get me in. Roy, do you know any secret ways into the castle? The trial is held in the castle? 
Yeah. Yeah. So go on from the sewers. Yeah, I can get you there. If you can get me there, I can not only get it done, but I have more than a few tricks to distract the uh, weak-willed. So... Darius says, so we're in agreement then. It would appear as such. Bruce? You have anything you want to say? You're muted. Why? If we go this route, why would Dylan's father do that? What would he stand to gain? It's a gamble, Bruce. But unless you know who created the poison, we don't know how to wake Roland up, which is our other option, she says to Darius, like, very, like, gruffly. To wake him? Yes, because if Roland took hold, obviously all of the things that his brother's been done would be definitely, would be harder to control Roland. Roland is a good man nowadays, and she glares at Darius again. Darius is just sort of sitting back and, like, ignoring everybody. He's like, fuck you. But we don't know who made the poison, Bruce. I just, I see it. It's an option. But I know the first question is, uh, why would Bennett do that? Valid point. And my second question is, where would that leave Dylan? In charge of the army. And my first question is now, is that better? Man, I've seen that boy make decisions, and I don't know if I, I don't know if that's better for anybody. Granlin speaks up, and Sandra both at like the same time. Granlin's like, that has been my concern as well. Sandra says, it's a problem. Would it be better to make it seem as though the deuce did it? Why would the deuce kill his brother? It takes him out of power. Maybe a, maybe a different angle. We make Rowan's death look natural. All the bonehead over here would need to do is look like the deuce and call for the royal physician and make sure that there were witnesses that Roland was dead. Ranking witnesses. This is very doable. Granlin speaks up. Bruce, did you ever figure out who poisoned the king? Swept up in a lot of things. I mean, I've always, I've always thought it was the Deuce. It's always, always been my thought. The Deuce doesn't have any ability in poisons. Where did he get it? Well, does mean he doesn't have access to someone who does? Yeah, I don't have any ability in dog food, and I still feed Kelrath. I mean, yeah, but where do you buy your food? Well, not from assassins, but the Deuce. We do know was working with assassins. Yeah, but none of them used poison, Bruce. I mean, don't all assassins know poisons? Yeah, but wouldn't they have used them on you? I suppose. Uh, Not all assassins know how to use poisons. And there was, uh,. He's obviously real tied in with the the Newman, 
but I don't think I don't think that's really their speed. Uh, do we think it's a poison or a curse? Either way, it'd be magic, Daedalus says. Neither one of which we're good at. So then, logically, someone magical, not a court mage, maybe? Someone higher up than that? I, I don't know. Uh, he had a lot of letters when I uh, went through his things. Yeah? Anything in note? And uh, there was all that there was a lot of paperwork. There was there was a lot of paperwork, and uh, oh my god, I never helped break that guy out of jail. <laughs> so uh, you, you all remember when I went to jail the second time, trying to trying to beat down Gravillo? Yeah, I think it was the third time. There Bruce. was a uh, there was. <laughs> Bruce is just counting on his hand. I, I don't know. Not important. Not important. <laughs> anyway, there was a, there was a there was a guy uh, on a, a, a paper junkie, an accountant or something, and uh, he said that uh, they were sending a lot of money to the Majors College, but it was uh, it was unofficial. It wasn't uh, wasn't sponsor like. So so maybe so maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe uh, maybe one of the majors. Who well? Who at the Mages College would help him with a potion? I I guess. You guys were there for a while. Did you run into anybody who fits that bill? I believe Star. Should we? I I can shake her down. She's in the castle dungeons. Why? All of the mages got arrested after the uh, the arcade incident. Though, that didn't make much sense unless they were trying to shut someone up. So she's dead. Alright. Maybe. Uh, Well, I don't know. She's a professor. She might be important enough to be missed. So, once again, just the subtlest of clues. Star was nervous around Bruce from the get-go. Yeah, super nervous. Yeah, we thought it was just because he's... Bruce. I mean, Bruce is a fucking Goliath. (laughs) Yeah, like... It was a well-hidden clue. Very well-hidden. But it was very much because Bruce knows something. Well, Bruce could have known something. Yeah. And he was distracted. He had a lot on his mind at the time. But yes. So this star woman. If she made the poison, she could make the antidote. In theory. She's in the castle dungeons. Maybe what about, uh, on the way in. What if, what if we just, what if we just stopped him from getting that, uh, that accelerant? I'm not certain, but it's. I, I suspect that the accelerant isn't as necessary as it was. I think he may have progressed to the point. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I. You'd have to ask her. We can do that. We can get the star. I have agreed to help you find people out with your quandary so that you may have a better life after we have solved the grander issue. Thanks, says Sandra. (laughs) 
with that being said, I am uncertain if war is avoidable whatsoever. And even if it is, for the sake of full disclosure, your war services my needs. I want to help you. I have agreed to help you. This war seems like it's coming regardless. What do you wish to happen next? So our, our options are we can save him or we can kill him. Both are problematic. Uh, well, uh, so Roy and Bruce shuffles over to Roy and Bruce. Uh, it takes him a moment. But Bruce gets down to the ground level to look you in the eye. Because that's what it fucking takes. He's got to, like, lay on his stomach. No, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do a handstand. I got on my tippy toes. So, Roy, uh, this is, uh... This is a lot. And it's, uh, they're putting on you. And I know, uh... I know you're young. And you're, you're still stupid. Honestly, hold on to that as long as you can. But, uh... Yeah, Gramlin. Stop trying to teach me how to read. What? Oh. Oh, yes, right. Um, you don't know how to read? Another time, Bruce. Well, Roy, right, what the fuck? Bruce, bringing that up. You, Here, you, take you this. You did say he was stupid. No matter what comes next, can you help continue his lessons? There's a good chance I won't see Roy again. And she hands you a book to give to Roy. It's like, please teach him how to read this. Oh, I'll teach him. Uh... She hands you a book, and the book's title is Grimm's Fairy Tales. <laughs> so, uh, so, so anyway, back, back off all the. How, how do you not know how to read? God. Anyway, it's a big decision, and it's uh, it's your decision. It's the uh, it's one of them decisions that one of them decisions you're never gonna you're never gonna forget. Which way you picked, and uh, you're gonna have to live with that uh, until you ain't living no more. So think, uh, I'm not gonna tell you what to do because that's uh, that's up to you. Think real hard, and uh, I guess I guess what I'm saying is uh, make the right choice, whichever one you think that is. I can do this. Learn to fucking read. So, uh, I'm gonna cut to you guys in the sewers. You find yourself, uh, with Bruce and Grimm. You've cut through the sewer using the same path that Canton took you on a few months ago. And you find yourself at the portcullis that Canton brought you to for your first, like, official Thieves Guild job. Mm back when the campaign began. And you remember this. Meanwhile, you are taken into the sewer. You're following Canton and his little crew. And you guys get to this portcullis that is just set in the rock, set in stone, and there's no way in. You just, everybody stops, and they all turn to you. Yeah. Okay, Roy. It's time for your big moment. Squeeze through the boss. Okay. I do that. So, I mean, am I done after this, or...? Yeah, that's it, man. Ideally, you just stand guard here, but I'm going to let you come with, because this is demeaning, I know. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I can't do this. Neither can they. 
I mean, I have special skills. I'm okay being utilized for them. All right. Let's go. And thank you again for following us on our journey through another episode of Torchlit Tavern. You've listened all the way to Arc 3, we hope. If not, you can always go back and catch up on what you've missed. First of all, myself and the rest of the members of the Torchlit Tavern would like to say thank you to everyone who listens to us. We love telling our stories. We love your engagement. And we love to entertain you guys. So thank you. Don't forget that if you do enjoy our podcast, please like us, rate us well, Share us. Tell your friends about us. We have no designs on any grand empire, but we do like telling our story, and we'd like to share that with as many people as possible. And you, our beloved listeners, are the gateway through which we can do that. If you're looking for other ways to listen to us, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcasting service. If you want to engage and find a little bit of extra interaction with the Torchlit Tavern, you can search Torchlit Tavern on Facebook or Twitter. And we have established a Patreon at patreon.com slash torchlittavern. If you'd like to go that little extra mile for us, you can do so there. And we will kick back to you with monthly content updates. This could be anything from narrative expansions, world lore, or even just an insight into the characters of the world themselves. And last but not least, if you want to chat with, compliment, or ridicule one of our lovely players, you can find us at the following locations. All right. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. You can find me, Jameson Oxford, at something something master on Twitter. And you can find me, Ryan, a.k.a. Roy, at Ryan SCB Santos on Twitter. And I'm Randall, and if you want, you can follow my uh, inactive Twitter account <laughs> at Argo Omega, or you could just look at the Facebook, and I'll be there. This is Jeff, still playing the Jello Man Skeleton himself. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter that I never use at Big underscore J underscore The Bad Man. You know, I think maybe I should have my own Twitter. You shut up. It's not time for this things. God. You can definitely find me at the Torchlit Facebook. I'll be there. No, I'll be there. Somebody will be there. And thanks for tuning in. Fuck your warlock. <laughs>